it's important to be conscious of your footprint and your impact in the world. And you need to stop thinking that everybody else is smarter or better than you and that their podcast, their radio show, their TV show is either worthy or better. You need to just get your thoughts together, you know, do your homework and get your voice heard, record your show and get it out there. Just go, go and don't look back. Take the rearview mirror off the car because you're not going there. Just look forward and keep moving. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley, and it's the holiday season, Neil. You know, I'm excited to talk to you for a number of reasons. Normally, our listeners are used to hearing a co-host by the name of Kamanzi Constable. Kamanzi's taking the holidays off. So what better gift to give than a conversation with Neil Pilarte? Ah. <laughs> Neil is the owner of Wild Style Media Group. He is an award-winning producer, director, and editor, and he's a Batman fan, yes. and he's a podcaster, and yeah, just a great guy, good friend. Neil, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Jared. How are you, man? I'm great. People can learn more about you at wildstylemedia.net, but before we talk more about that, Let's start with a question I ask everybody, and that's what's the best concert that you have ever been to? Oh, wow. Well, I'm a little bit of an old schooler. And, you know, um, funny enough, I think the best concert I ever went to was MC Hammer in 1991. (laughs) (laughs) It was huge, and it was just such a big show. And uh, I was just blown away at, you know, the level of um, production value that he put out there back in the day. Oh, no doubt. I actually saw MC Hammer uh, years back. I don't know if it was quite that year that you're describing, but it was uh, it was one heck of a show. So I can relate on some level. Yeah, you know, that's back in the good old days. I mean, I also saw a new edition and that was a good show, but MC Hammer just had the biggest the biggest show, the biggest <laughs> pizzazz. <laughs> All right. So when you think of MC Hammer, Neil, what's one song that just instantly pops in your mind? Oh, too legit. Too legit, too legit to quit. To quit. <laughs> I figured it might be that or you can't touch this or pray. It could be one. Yeah, of, I love you can't three. touch this, but I just remember, you know, being uh, that I think in 91, I was like 17. I remember running around, always doing the two, my fingers and the legit under my chin, you know, just kind of <laughs> too legit. <laughs> so you were literally too legit to quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me proud. Okay. So you currently live in Tampa, Florida. So finish this sentence. My favorite thing about Tampa is the waterways. Interesting. Uh-huh. I love it. I lived in Orlando from 1988 until last year. So, you know, just having access to the water. I've always wanted to live near the water. Love driving across the, the you know, the highways and seeing water on both sides. It's beautiful. Oh, no doubt. So I, I live in Florida as well, and I've also lived in Orlando, but I've got family in Tampa. So I could totally see that appeal. I've driven in those on those waterways, and it's fantastic. So I, I get it. But why the move from Orlando to Tampa? Well, you know, the funny thing about that was... um. I was in Orlando for a very, very long time. And I think uh, all along I had, I was trying to hold a day job and do Wild Style Media Group. Before Wild Style, it was called Hidden Image Entertainment. And when my wife got an opportunity to come work at here in Tampa, I got a really good opportunity. We kind of wanted to change. And so I came out here, uh, launched the company full time, and then we immediately, you know, got pregnant. And so... (laughs) The change was just a much needed one, and it's been excellent. I mean, I've gotten more accomplished in the year and a half that I've been here than in the past five years. Wow. Now, now let's dive on that because you've got some good things going on in Orlando, but then you moved to a new location, kind of a new chapter, a new start, yeah. and now you're seeing amazing productivity. What? Why is that? Well, you know, the first year was, I'm not even going to lie, the first year was extremely difficult. I came to a new, you know, I had a business already established in Orlando, and 
to come to a new city where I don't know anybody, I have no resources. And on top of that, you know, now I have a child coming, which, you know, anybody, even if you had a successful business, having a child kind of slows you down a little bit. So that first year here was uh, extremely challenging, but I, I joined the Tampa Bay Business Owners Organization uh, led up here by Chris Kermitsos. And um, it really, I think what happened was I went from being just a video producer to more of a CEO, more of an entrepreneur. I really learned how to focus more on my expertise and how I could help others than just the service-based part of the video production. And I think that's what led to the podcast and that's what's led to all the blessings that are on my plate right now. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about those for sure. But you hit on something I think is interesting. I moved to South Florida in 2009. I've been down here for several years and I absolutely love it. And I'm thrilled to be here. My wife's family's from here. But I remember when I first moved here, Neil, I went through a period of a couple of years where it took me time to kind of just make new friends, kind of get into a routine. But it doesn't sound like that's the case for you. It sounded like <laughs> you just moved to Tampa and you had some cool wins. So for the listener who's kind of going through that, transition or they're going to be starting a new chapter here soon. What's advice that you'd give to them on ways to make that the best transition possible? Yeah, the best move that I made before I moved was I really took a, a good look at Tampa's, you know, uh, production world, you know, post-production world, what it had to offer. And, on, and the best advice my wife gave me was to join a professional organization, you know, in Orlando. And all the time I was there, I never joined one. I had the pleasure of being the producer for the mayor of Orlando for the past uh, six to seven years. So I was, you know, privy to being around the right people, but I, you know, didn't have the access to them because obviously you're there to serve, not to, you know, work on your own things. But the best advice I would give to anybody is study the market you're moving to and definitely look into the professional organizations because there are people that are already working hard to make your arrival easier. You just don't know it. Wow, that's well said. So I can testify to that, Neil. I mean, like I mentioned, when I moved to South Florida, I didn't get plugged into anything, and that's my fault. And over time, I did start getting plugged in, and that's when I started making friends. That's when I started to feel like I was in a place like, you know, it's home. It's not just uh, me living here. So uh, you have been a part of this organization now, and it's compelled you and encouraged you to do some really cool things. And so that's absolutely the reason that I wanted to talk to you, Neil, is, you know, from some people's perspective, you're like, okay, Neil, you know, he does video production. Okay, cool. But you've actually got some amazing wins that have happened in a short amount of time. And we're going to get to those. I keep teasing. We're going to get to those. But there's a story that I think is too good not to share. Uh You and I had dinner. This was not too long ago with Chris Camitos and Lou Mangiello. We were actually in Tampa. Power lunch. And (laughs) you, you talked about something that really interested me. And it was a decision that you made in a spur of the moment. Maybe you were venting or you're a little frustrated. And you made a decision that later could have costed you millions of dollars, may have costed yes. you. I mean, it's hard, impossible to say. So, Neil, this is a story that I want the listeners to take away before we talk about some of your wins. I want people to hear why it's important not to make a decision when they're upset. So if you'd be willing to, you know, I set the stage there a little bit. <laughs> Let's talk about a story, uh, something that happened to you and how that decision Yeah, impacted. I'll definitely share it. You know, I guess I had to say this is a thanks to Chris because he's now turned this into my epic fail story. Where oh, to, that's a beautiful story. Yeah, to me, it was just a moment and I kind of moved on. And now that I turned it into an epic fail story, it's really helpful to others. But um, 
I'll give you sort of the condensed version is basically back in 1998 or so, I, I was a young producer and I had my first internet TV show called Inside Outside, basically covering everything that happens in and out of Orlando. Well, at the time there was, I was a Saturday morning, very early in the morning. My host was not available. And I hear on the Doc and Johnny morning show that there's going to be a very, you know, big group playing at Walmart of all places. And that I needed to hurry up and get to Walmart because there was going to be a big concert. It was going to be very difficult to get in. So, of course, I grabbed my camera and I thought, well, if, with no host, I'll at least get the footage and maybe I'll get lucky and get a blurb from, you know, one of the guys or girls that's singing. So I get there and quickly realize that there's, you know, hundreds of girls. I get to the very front of the stage and here comes the group and they start to perform their song that's popular on the radio. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, it, it was um, it was like going to a Beatles concert for a moment. <laughs> so near the end wow. of their concert. Right. And, and there was one in particular was really, uh, I, I guess you'd say the attractive one in the group. All the girls were going crazy for it. I'm trying to get all this great footage of him. And I realized they're coming to a, uh, about to come to a close. So I said, let me try to work my way to the backstage so that maybe I could get lucky and get a blurb. They might say, hey, you're watching Inside Outside and we're the group. Right. So I get on a little riser where I thought I was safe to record and I put my eye to the viewfinder where I no longer have, you know, peripheral vision and I start to get ready to record. And all of a sudden I see this giant hand just like block my lens and I sort of fell back. And uh, in my fall, I sort of, you know, messed up my lens a little bit. And all of this happening, the group basically was leaving the stage and kind of, you know, I missed my golden opportunity to, to get something for my show. So I got really upset and I approached the what I thought was the manager. And I was like, listen, I really need someone to rectify the situation. You know, this guy pushed me in and uh, I ruined my camera and I was really upset. And I got to the point that I started getting more and more upset because now I had no content. I woke up early. My camera's sort of damaged. And the guy took my card and just kind of never really came back. Right. So just before I leave, a gentleman approaches me and says, listen, this group is looking for someone to go on a tour bus with them for about a year or so, recording their basically first year here in America. And then maybe that would be a great opportunity. So I was so upset that I kind of blew it off. You know, I was like, whatever, here's my card. I'll never hear from you again. Needless to say, a, just a little over a year later, I get an envelope in the mail and it has a VHS tape in it. So, you know, if you can remember what those are. So I open up the VHS <laughs> yeah. tape. It's got a yellow sticky sort of blocking the title of the video. And it says, this VHS has sold over a million copies. They should have been yours. And when I lift it, it says, in sync, in the mix. And I was like, no, <laughs> I can't believe that was Justin Timberlake, you know, and who would have thought that, you know, at that early age that this group, it was their very first performance ever in America. They had gone overseas performing at Walmart. And I guess the lesson, the epic fail, I guess, lesson was that in my anger to resolve why I didn't get my content for my show and me, 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 I passed up an opportunity. Now, who's to say that I would have, you know, done anything huge, but in anger, I made a decision, a poor decision that could have led me to having great relationships with them, becoming a better producer, or maybe even selling a million copies of something that I produce. So the lesson learned is when you're upset, you know, don't ever make business decisions when you're really mad. Look at the bigger picture. And sometimes the bigger blessing is there and you're actually ignoring it over tiny things that are really not important. Wow. I mean, I love that story for so many reasons. <laughs> I'm sure there's people listening right now and be like, man, I know I get that. You know, I've, I've made impulsive choices, yes. you know, when I was frustrated. I know I've done it. I've, there's been times that I've said something lashed out or, or even to my wife, you know, and I later had to go back and be like, oh, my goodness, what, <laughs> what was I thinking? And so that yeah, that's just a good word, man. And, and it, it's pitiful to think that you could have sold millions <laughs> of videos for insane. But you know what's funny about that story, Jared, yeah. is that another small lesson that I learned was the whole don't judge the book by its cover. 
in the moment when you're an entrepreneur or when you're just starting out, we have this habit of being so tunnel visioned, right? So I was just only focused on inside outside. And I think that my advice to everyone, when you're first starting your businesses or you're just really taking flight is to stop being so focused on just your business and look at how other people can help you. And no matter how little time they have in the industry, they can be a gem to your business. And that was just even the bigger lesson that I learned was I judged them without knowing their music. And now look what they've all become. You know, so no doubt if I, if I had been the person writing on that sticky note on the VHS, I would have been like, this could have been you, but bye, bye, bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that is wrong. All right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that <is> wrong. <laughs> that was bad. All right. <laughs> You're forgiven for all that. Right, one, let's, let's move on. <laughs> bad sync. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh. All right. Maybe I'll have the editor clean that one up. All right. So Neil, <laughs> you attended an event this summer that had a pretty big impact on you. So, you know, you, you mentioned the move to Tampa and, and then, you know, the exciting news about the baby and just the cool things going on with your family. And then you go to an event this summer and it, it has an impact on your life. So let's talk about that event and what happened. Yeah. Um, well, the big thing about it was before I went to that event, I made sort of a very big risk financially, having just started a new business and having just had a baby, as you know, the money is already being spent in the thinnest and in every way possible. So I decided just before going on this big trip that I was going to launch my podcast. And I was only on August 1st. And I went to the podcast movement, which I don't even remember the exact day, but I know it was very two weeks or so after I launched, I was completely green in this world. And I went to Dallas, made the investment to be there without even having that available to me. I made a major risk just on the belief that if I learned from the best because I saw who was going to be there, that I would at least have a good start. And I got there and just blown away at how much I took back from what was a first time conference. You know, you would think you're going to get there. You're not going to learn that much, but it's great networking. Just the opposite. I came home with five pages of iPad notes on how to manage my podcast, how to launch my podcast, what to do to streamline my podcast. And Thanks to that podcast movement, which obviously you're a huge part of, I got home and hit number two in the iTunes TV and film category in less than, what, two weeks from launching and stayed there for a long, long time until my new and noteworthy time was over. And so the podcast movement to me was literally like a make it or break it thing because I think if I hadn't gone, I would have just done the podcast for a little while and maybe phased out simply because... I didn't have an end goal. I just knew I wanted to do it. When I came back from podcast movement, I had a mission, you know, like a goal and then and other benchmarks for like the next few years. I did sort of a long haul thing. So it was an incredible event. I I fully expect to be at the next one. And kudos to you and Dan Franks for putting that together. That was you may have felt like it was a first time conference. It was a life changing event for me that has now impacted my business and my personal life immensely. So let's talk about the impact it's had on your business because one of the things that really got my attention, Neil, and I mean, you just came straight up and said, here's what happened. You know, I mean, a lot of people who start podcasts are, are sharing and they, they should be, and, and that's not a bad thing, but not everyone is profiting from that. Not everybody's making money or generating any kind of revenue from their show. And I love the fact that in almost no time at all, 
and through creativity, through good advice, so on and so forth, you were able to generate a sponsor, a paying sponsor yes. for your podcast where other people just can't even fathom that. They can't even dream of that. And I'll be the first one to raise my hand, Neil, and say, I've been doing Star of the Doubts for almost two years and I don't have a sponsor. And so for someone to come along so quickly and do that, Neil, congrats. Let's hear oh, the story you. of how you got a sponsor on your show. You know, Jared, I, I know that you are a man of faith, as am I. And there's a certain part of everything that I first have to say is God. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was, you know, what seems like a short time for me to achieve something I believe was sort of God paying me back for a tremendous sacrifice of the move that I made and the way that I made it. And I think going all in, it was my payback for that. So the story of how I achieved it, though, was first and foremost, I did my podcast to do great content, not to monetize which is kind of why it's sweeter. I've met so many people whose initial idea is to monetize their podcast. They're in it for that reason. I literally was just trying to be a resource for post-production people and to be a new arm for my business to attract people to me as you know, an expert in the field and trying to grow myself. The blessing was that I had a guest on my, I think my ninth show, his name is Sean Mullins. He used to do this the motion graphics on the TV show Charmed and a lot of your favorite 90s shows where there were tons of special effects. Well, he was the one that did those. And then he built like a gigantic library for another company that I really can't mention because they're having some issues legally. Fair enough. <laughs> they're fighting basically for content that he created. And um, needless to say, I had him on the show and all we did was discuss motion graphics for the post-production people. A couple of uh, weeks or so after my show, I think it went like another five episodes or so, I heard from him that he was still a big fan of the show. He wanted to get more visibility because he had his company out there now. It's called Rampant Design Tools. And he wanted to get a lot of visibility. So I felt like at that moment in time, I was trying to follow the formula that we all are trying to follow uh, in the podcast world. And I'm not ashamed to say it. That's the John Lee Dumas model. And I was trying to find out how could I, at that point, I was just starting to look at how it could benefit me. But I didn't, I didn't feel like because my podcast is so niched, I didn't feel like it would work or that I didn't see how I could personally do it. So when he finally approached me saying, listen, um, I'm not sure if I want to be necessarily a sponsor, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan of your show. Why don't we do some live events together where I could give away some product or whatever? I decided to take a real close look at my numbers and realize, wow, at the time I didn't have big numbers. I was only two months, not even two months old. I was just getting a few hundred downloads per episode. And I decided, you know what? I have though tremendous opportunities on my website, whether it be through the banners that I have that move um, across the top of my site. The official Facebook of the podcast, it has the real estate up top, the banner that we all use. And I just started to identify all these other, what I felt were like value added places that I could stick his logo, that on top of the mentions on the show, I could provide him visibility. And I basically, and you're going to laugh, I mean, people have laughed at me and still do when I say this, I sold them on the momentum. I use that word because I was trying to sell them on what I was trying to build and where I was going to go and how serious I was about it. And I basically sold them on what I could do as I grow my audience and that he would be a right there in the front of it. So needless to say, I offered him a $500 a month initial deal. It was basically about $125 an episode, just in hopes of covering my costs of what it's taken me to record the show and everything. And by the time that I put the visual package together and presented it to him and told him that when I do any live all things post events where I'm talking to editors or producers that I would also give him full banner sponsorship at live events. And every time I speak, 
that's when I said, listen, that would be worth a thousand a month because I felt it was visibility wise. I mean, I'm, I'm now endorsing you as well everywhere I go. And he looked it over and to, you know, like I said, uh, all the blessings that I get, uh, he said, yes. And so it's a thousand dollars quarterly to basically cover a ton of visible sponsorship, but I also have to deliver on my live events, my show. So it's way more than the podcast. I had to put together something a little bit more attractive than just the podcast. The podcast alone would have attracted maybe $500. And again, he's a banner sponsor. So it's not like I got six of those. You know, I have a lot of smaller opportunities for other sponsors, but I need at least, I made space for two of him. So basically the podcast yeah. could generate in good, on a good day, $2,000 on the banners. And then if I sold two or three of the smaller ones, I can make almost 3000 a month, but I also don't want to oversaturate the show with commercials. So it was a great opportunity. It was something I took a risk on and it paid off and I'm, it's been a blessing and, and I'm hoping he stays after the, th- you know, the first couple quarters. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see what happens. But just that initial win is so amazing because I think you did something that a lot of people forget and they, you basically evaluated your assets, what you have rather than focusing on what you didn't have. And then you leveraged an existing connection. It wasn't a cold call. This was someone that you've already built a rapport with. Yes. And that's a very creative and unique strategy that I think any listener, if they wanted to take the plunge and be a little bit bold and have that courage, I think they could potentially replicate that and may see some similar results, may not you know, have the same results, but could definitely see some cool little opportunities open up. Yeah. And you so, should revisit your guest list. Your guest list has entrepreneurs and leaders in the industry. And it's not like you should go in and like sell to every person, but maybe you can identify one that showed an interest or asked you at some point, hey, let me know when your show grows, blah, blah, blah. And another thing too is just to remember that your show, and this is sort of my little platform that I stand on, your show is not just a show. And what I've sort of seen with podcasters is they, they're just so happy to podcast and have their own voice, but you're so much more than a show. You are a money-making machine. If you take Starve the Doubts and you say, I'm going to do a live podcast at a, I don't know, a motivational podcast somewhere. And I'm going to talk to uh, you know uh, entrepreneurs, and I do create a live event where they pay to get in. We're going to do a live podcast. We're going to do a live panel discussion and give away some prizes. All of a sudden, now you're a live show selling tickets, and now the sponsors see you as you're getting their audience together. You're doing the live podcast, so you benefit from the show. The panel discussion lets some of your guests that were only heard now be seen, and then you're making the residual income of charging at the door, right? So everybody's winning and your show just became a live event. And if you could leverage those three or four times a year or maybe twice a year as signature events on top of your podcast, then now you've created a different way to make money and a new thing to attract a sponsor. You know, another thing I want to point out, Neil, is is you just started this show. It's not like you've been doing this for months or even years. And so it, it would be real easy for someone to say, oh, that's great for Neil, but I'm so new and I don't know how to do that. But Neil, you didn't know how to do it either. No, and you were new. I was so, so new. <laughs> no, I love that story. And, and I think you were able, maybe part of it was because you were new, you were able to just suspend disbelief and just say, hey, why not? You know, I got nothing to lose, literally. And, and you know, I was listening to you and John Lee and all the people that we admire in our industry. And I was just, I guess I entered it with the fact of what do I have to lose and why can't I be in their circle? And you know, I had to pinch myself, not even a couple of weeks ago, sitting at that table with all of you, that not a few months ago, I was at Podcast Movement and you guys didn't even know I existed. You see what I'm saying? And now I'm sitting at the table with you, try, trying well, to be a leader and an example to help others reach where we're going. 
Well, in full transparency, too, I mean, you and I are now working together on a project, yes. and I've actually, uh, Dan Franks and I have hired you to work on a video project for podcast yeah, movement. Incredibly so, excited. Like now, yeah, so now this is, you know, it's way beyond just knowing who you are. We're, we're, we believe in you and we're, you know, we're paying you money. Yeah, and thank you. So, for that. I mean, it's completely, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but, but I love that story. And I hope that's an encouragement to anyone who's listening who's saying, I don't know about me. I don't think I could do that. I'm not in a position. Well, no, call BS on that yeah. because Neil, Neil is the proof that you can start small, start little, but be courageous. You just have to you have know? a little vision. And, you know, the best thing is that now I get to be with the guys that I looked up to so much being still very green, but just very willing to take podcasting and everyone that does podcasting to another level together. I'm beyond honored. I, I can't even tell you. I know I sound like a fanboy, but like to have sometimes I look and go, wow, I was listening to Jared, you know, when I was in my living room trying to dream of this. Now I'm sitting at the table bringing everything and every resource I have to try to further podcasting along with them. What an honor that is. You know, like, and I can't thank you guys enough. And, and on this opportunity, I, I take each one as just a small blessing. Like, just to be here with you on the, on the show, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really, truly, truly honored. <laughs> Well, you know, we had the Podcast Florida event this month, yes. and you were there, and you actually came up on stage and <laughs> shared this story about what happened with getting the, the, the sponsor. Yeah. And everybody, it was just such an encouragement. I was sitting there looking at people while they were listening, to that, and there were some of those people from the Tampa group that know you already, and then there was others that, that are from South Florida, Orlando, Jacksonville, you know, different places in between that didn't know you. And I could tell they were like, wow, me too. But you, you know, know what's great I, about I, that is that you had me introduce one of my dear friends, Katie Kermitzel. She has an established podcast, 80,000 plus people, 30,000 plus Facebook, blah, blah, blah. I looked up to her like I looked up to you. And the funniest thing of all is she walks uh, soon after I did that story at the Florida podcast meeting, maybe a month before this past weekend, she picked up uh, by just taking advantage of some of the banner ideas that I had shared and she picked up some merchandising ideas and she picked up a sponsor. I think now even her second one right after for almost the same amount. So it's not that I had anything to do with it, but simply that I was humbled that she told me that I taught her something when I've just been feeling like I was just in her footsteps the entire time. So, and thank you, by the way, for letting me come up there. I'm, like I said, each and every time that I do that, I just keep pinching myself that I'm moving forward and I'm just <laughs> glad that I have something to bring to the table that I could share. Well, it's a definite proof of concept that you provide, and I think people now are encouraged and hopefully inspired to say, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. So don't be afraid to ask. And uh, I think your tactic and your strategy of asking is always a very warm. You're not just cold emailing somebody saying, yeah. you know, please. You're connecting with someone that's already in your network and providing value to them. And dude, I love it. I, I love everything about it, Neil. So one other thing I want to hit on that really interested me is the niche of your podcast. So obviously it's about video and media. Can you talk a little bit about your show and what it's yeah, about? Yeah, thank you. The, the biggest problem I have with my title, and I should have thought of this out a little harder, <laughs> I called it All Things Post because you know I work in post-production and I thought everybody in the world knows what that is. And a lot of people think that it's only techie stuff and it's just the opposite. It's actually an incredible show that has the behind the scenes success stories of people that do the magic that you see in the theaters, whether it be music, film, TV. One thing that Chris Kermitzel said, best analogy ever is, Neil, you're providing a voice to everyone on the credits. You know how you read the actors, you read the director, and then you kind of leave the theater? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we kind of aim it at everybody else, sound designers, uh, writers, you know, shooters, editors, compositors, visual effects artists. We get their stories, but then we also, a lot of them are business people. They have 
very powerful businesses in the entertainment industry. And we go into the business end of how they became who they were, where they got inspired to do their businesses. So a lot of business people, which is why we ranked number five in business when we weren't even in that category, is that we were touching on how they created the LLC or the business so that they could become the little animation company that the big guys hired. So the show's been a blessing. Um, we've had a lot of great, we're on number 20 coming up. Like I said, I'm, I'm new and uh, just our 20th episode. And we're talking to sound designers at you know Universal Orlando that do movies and sound for gaming. And I tell you what, it's been a blessing to give them a voice. I learn so much every episode. And I invite everybody to check us out. And even if you don't like film, video, TV, but you just like being a visionary and turning it into a business, then we might be a podcast that you would enjoy. One of the things I heard you say, Neil, when we had dinner, um, you know, a month ago ish, is you talked about how there are students in different countries who don't have access to the training in their country that are now finding your podcast and just getting this unbelievable value. Let's talk about that for a second, because I don't know if that's something you expected. No, did not expect it at all. And what was funny was they're in cities like New Zealand and Singapore where film is very strong. So some of these young students, they've maybe purchased their Canon or their Nikon, a lot of American branding, but they don't really have like we have here the benefit of schools and stuff, but they have podcasts because they have the ability through iTunes and stuff. So what really shocked me, and I'll be, I'm not ashamed to say that it was a time where my numbers were sort of shrinking after New and Noteworthy, and I kind of left the, I don't know, the incubator of iTunes, <laughs> and I was experiencing that first numbers dive, and I suddenly started looking at my stats, and I see Singapore primarily, and I started getting emails, which were funny, they were in their language, and I had to translate them, and they were thanking me for providing them access to the professionals and for Although I'm not a tech show providing tons of hints and website links and plugins they could use and uh, telling me it's their favorite show because they don't have money for training programs. So they're basically taking the podcast as, I guess, school to some degree. And it tremendously humbled me. And now I'm even more careful to try to put out even more value added and, and more resources and more links. And the same thing with New Zealand and Mexico. I mean, just an outpouring of thank you, thank you. We don't have the content to learn, but we have the equipment and we want to do something with it. And so it's, it's tremendously inspiring. Tremendously. Oh man. What a great story. So Neil, would you say that's an encouragement to the listener who is saying, Hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if my message is going to have an impact. Yeah. I mean, you didn't know that you were going to be able to reach some of these people that you're reaching in New Zealand, Singapore, Mexico. The entire time that I'm on my microphone, I'm thinking what everyone's thinking. I hope someone's listening. I hope I'm good enough. I hope that I don't sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Who am I to give them advice? But what I realize is we all have a message. We all have life experience, which makes gives you a PhD in your version of the story. No one knows you better than you. And your story will impact someone on this planet. We need to stop thinking about our podcast for the United States. And you need to realize that Steve Jobs put a device in millions and millions of people's hands all over the world and gave them the podcast app to listen to you so you can reach the planet and your message matters. You have a voice. Man, that is well said. Okay, so as we start to wrap up here, Neil, who is doing something that interests you? You are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What you guys are doing with the podcast movement and moving forward, you and Dan, your team, your pros that you have, because I'm new, I want to be a player in helping you reach it. So what you guys are doing uh, interests me. In my industry right now, 
I'm really just keeping an eye on uh, companies like Black Magic and stuff that they're making big moves like Apple. So for the guys on our end, you know, there's just some great future opportunities coming. And um, I'm a learner from anybody. So to answer your question, I just listen to as much content as I can, whether it's a new podcaster or a 35 year old veteran. And I just try to get a little bit from everybody. So, Neil, for those who don't know you, what's the best place for them to stay connected with you online? Uh, well, so that you don't inundate my inbox, just email Jared. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, you can go to my website. It's wildstylemedia.net. And, uh, of course, we are also – our podcast is allthingspost.net. And um, on those sites are all the links to Twitter, Facebook, and our social media. And I invite everybody to listen to the podcast no matter where you come from. And just maybe give us an opportunity to see if we interest you. And if not, then at least I'll thank you in advance for giving me a listen. Oh, I, I totally agree. And for someone who's listening, they may say video is not their thing, but they may have that niece or that nephew or that cousin or that family member or that friend or that yeah. neighbor who is in the video. And this is a good link that you want to share with them because Neil's doing big things. He's helping a lot of people. And yeah, this is just a great opportunity to share that if you know someone that has interest in video. So Neil, what's your final thoughts for the listeners? Wow. That's a good question, isn't it? You know what I want to say to everybody is that it's important to be conscious of your footprint and your impact in the world. And you need to stop thinking that everybody else is smarter or better than you and that their podcast, their radio show, their TV show is either worthy or better. You need to just get your thoughts together, you know, do your homework and get your voice heard, record your show and get it out there. And as for the world out there that's I'm being introduced to through your incredible show for the first time, I just wanted to say hello. I want to welcome you guys to check out my media production company. We're here to serve. We travel the world. I'm very blessed right now. I'll be doing a documentary for the triple amputee Ironman Rajesh Durbal who travels the globe inspiring people on how to climb out of poverty and things. Just invite you to check out my company, check out my podcast. And I thank all of you in advance for doing that. And uh, that's pretty much my message is just go, go and don't look back. Take the rearview mirror off the car because you're not going there. Just look forward and keep moving. Man, I love it. Neil, wildstylemedia.net. Thanks again for taking time to be on the show. No, thank you so much for the opportunity. God bless you, Jared. Stop being so focused on just your business and look at how other people can help you. And no matter how little time they have in the industry, they can be a gem to your business.